Welcome to the CRE Marketing Call Meetup with your host, yours truly, Sarah Malcolm of Quiet Valor, Joshua Lyons of Joshua Lyons Marketing, and Linda Day Harrison of The Broker List. And we're so happy to have you all join us today. All right, let's go. Hello, welcome to the CRE Marketing Call. This is your host, Sarah Malcolm with Quiet Valor, Linda Day Harrison of The Broker List, and Joshua Lyons of Joshua Lyons Marketing. Today is a very exciting topic. I think one that's probably pretty captain obvious in marketing, but it's something that's forgotten in our industry. At least I feel like sometimes it is forgotten. And that is the topic of storytelling. And, you know, Josh actually came up with this topic. And Josh, I'd love for you to like quickly chime in before we get started on why you thought this topic was something we needed to cover on this podcast. Yeah, absolutely. So the quick overview is a lot of people do marketing. They know they need to do marketing and they put out content that makes sense to put out. But when they put it out many, many, many times, they put it out in a way that's not really connecting with the audience. So the audience hears or sees or is aware there's something there, but they're not buying in and really going through a kind of a a communication funnel that actually connects. So the point of storytelling is to take all your marketing and to rethink the process of how it's presented so that it's presented in a way that actually draws in your target audience and encourages them to take a desired action, such as become a lead, contact you, call you, something along those lines. So that's the the grand overview of what storytelling is. And if you don't do it, then marketing is kind of uh, marketing resources are kind of wasted. So that's why I wanted us to bring that up today and talk about it for today's conversation. We well, have so many. Who, oh, go ahead. Sarah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Linda. I was going to say, I know we have writers on this call and we have people who do marketing and I do marketing, but I can tell you right now, I don't have that focus in my mind. So I'm praying that I learn from whatever you're going to share with us today, because I don't think of it that way. So it sounds like you're saying that should be a top of mind start. Absolutely. Like back in the beginning of the marketing process before when you put together your marketing plan at that time, you want to also put together a storytelling concept. How do you communicate to your audience? So yes, definitely um, a lens through which all marketing should be done. Yes. And as someone who runs an agency, storytelling is the first, you know, golden nugget that I'm looking for to kind of figure out how to creatively, you know, help a specific client. Like what stories in there? Like what, what, what can we, what can we make that's special? And that's really what makes every marketing opportunity special is the story behind it, right? Like what can you, what can you turn that into? And I think sometimes in our industry, it's hard because, you know, it's real estate, commercial real estate. It's like, well, how many, you know, stories are there, right? That you can pull out of there. There's, there's more than you think. So, um, so Josh, I'll let you go ahead and take it away. Yeah. So the, the idea of storytelling might be kind of um, abstract. Oh, storytelling, telling stories. How does it work? So kind of creating a process through which you can outline your story and really systematically create it is super helpful. Now, there is a book, if you have not read it and you do anything at all with marketing, 
I highly recommend you read this book. It is called Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller. And I can actually give it to you uh, if you use Audible. If you sign up and get an Audible account, I can send you a free copy of it as long as I've never given you a book through Audible before. So I uh, I just texted my cell phone number. So feel free to text me if you want it. Let me know. Uh, maybe include your name in there so I know who you are <laughs> when you text me. But what I'm going to share with you is the same process. It's from that book. I'm just going to give you the Cliff Notes kind of a version. So Donald Miller, what he did was he studied, uh, I think it was Pixar or Disney, I think it was Pixar. He studied what are the elements of a good story, the best stories out there. How are they crafted to really uh, attract and, and, and get the attention of the audience and keep their attention throughout the entire story? And when I say story, I mean like Star Wars or whatever, and then the actual story. So then after studying that, he came up with a seven-step process and said, hey, when we do marketing, we should do the exact thing, same thing. Every, everything that we do in communicating should be done through the lens of a story. Because if you can capture your audience and get them in the story and get them all the way through the story, then it ends in success for both the audience and for you. So if we break down the components of a story, and I actually did this, I, I created... Um, Pretend I do tenant representation and I've started my own tenant rep brokerage and I want to craft a story. This is kind of off the top of my head in about an hour, what I put together as to how I might do it. So the first thing, and if you're taking notes, um, you might want to write this down. The first thing in creating your story brand or, or story, your storytelling is first you need to identify the character. Now, what I'm going to share should be applied to all marketing, but for illustration purposes, it's really easy to explain it with a website. So if you imagine a website, someone lands on your website, the first thing that you want to convey to them is the character. The character is the first step. And so when someone lands on my tenant rep website, we'll pretend that, uh, and I'm tenant rep, the character, this is, this is what would identify them as being at the right place. I might say something like, need help finding and negotiating the perfect commercial lease? Get a tenant rep at little or no cost to you. Well, yeah, that's, per that's exactly what I'm needing. I need an office or retailer or industrial or whatever. I need space. So yes, that's me. I have been identified by that one or two sentences at the very beginning. Need help finding and negotiating the perfect commercial lease? Uh-huh. Yep. That's me. I'm the character. So whatever it is that the, the website visitor or whoever you're trying to reach social media or wherever, whatever it is that makes them that identifies with them and they say, uh-huh. Yep. That's me. And that's what you want first. So what is that for you, for your business? Okay. So that's first identify the character and actually write it out such as need help finding or negotiating a perfect lease. Yeah. Okay. So you get the character. Define that in their words in a way that resonates with them. That should be the first thing. The second thing is a problem. If I am the person who visits the tenant rep website, if I'm visiting that website, the reason I'm there is because I have a problem. I need that problem resolved. If you start talking about your services or you've been around since 1992 or whatever, that doesn't have anything to do with my interest. You get five seconds to capture someone's attention once, once they land on a website. You don't capture in five seconds, they're gone. So 
First, establish the character. Second, the problem. So in this case, the problem might be uh, missed opportunities. I feel like as a uh, someone who's needing to lease a space, I, I don't know how to do how how to negotiate a lease or to find the best space for my business. I don't know it. So my big problem is that I feel like there are missed opportunities due to a lack of experience, knowledge. So what you want to do is you want to identify the problem, such as you might stay on the website. Do you feel like you're missing opportunities? Uh-huh. Yep. That's a problem. That's exactly the problem. And then you want to lay out three things that go with that. First, you want to, to, um, you want to mention a problem that's an external problem. So exter- I have a problem because uh, I lack experience support, which the landlord has. The landlord has someone who's helping them with the lease and finding the tenants. But I lack someone externally to help me. So you have something external. Then you have something internal. The internal thing would be as a result of not having someone to support me, I feel like I'm not getting the best deal. This is an internal problem. I, I don't feel good about the situation. I, I don't like not feeling good about the situation. And so then you have a philosophical thing. Philosophically, there should be someone to help you get a fair lease agreement. And then when I, when I, when I as the website visitor, I see that, I say, yes, I do have a problem because I don't have someone helping me. It does make me feel like I'm not getting a good deal. And yeah, I agree. I absolutely need someone to support me, to help me through, to be in my corner, my advocate. And so all the way through, I'm very engaged as the website visitor. And again, not just the website and your social media communications and email and, and whatever else. These are the concepts you want to share. But first, establish the character. Second, establish the problem. And then the third thing you want to do is you want to now insert yourself as the guide. So the hero of the story is the main character, Luke Skywalker. He's the main character. It's not Yoda or Obi-Wan Kenobi. Now they help Luke. They, they help him go through the training. If you haven't seen Star Wars, Luke's the main character and he's the hero of the story. But they all, every good story, in most cases, in almost all cases, every good story has someone who's a guide who says, this is the way you should go. Do this and you might be successful. Okay, so in the story of communicating your marketing, when someone lands on your website or they're hearing whatever you have to share, you've identified them by saying, hey, are you needing this kind of help? They say yes. You say, are you experiencing these problems? They say yes. Then you say, okay, so in, in this illustration, I might say, we understand your need. Okay. So here's someone who understands me, the guide, the guide is the third thing. So you want to introduce yourself as the guide. And so on an imaginary website, I might say, we understand your need after the problem portion. Now, when you convey that to your audience, to your target audience, you want to show two things. One, you want to show empathy. You understand you're empathetic to their situation. And two, you want to show authority. Not only am I empathetic, but I have the authority to be able to help you. So I might say in the header on a website for the guide section, we understand your need. And then I say, we know your questions you're asking and even the questions you haven't yet asked but should. Okay, that shows empathy. And since 
1992 or whatever, we've helped however many businesses overcome obstacles, find the perfect lease, and have a fair representation. Okay, now I have confidence as a website visitor that this tenant rep understands me. They even understand me even better than I understand me because they know the questions that I haven't asked yet that I should ask. And not only do they understand me, but they can actually help me just like they've helped others in my exact same situation. So the focus isn't to make me sound amazing as the tenant rep. We do this. We're amazing. Here's all our highlights, all our accolades going on and on and on and on about that, us as a tenant rep. Because when we do that, it shifts the focus away from the character, the Luke Skywalker. We don't want to shift away to us too much. Show enough to show that we are the guide who can help them, but keep the focus on them. So that's the third piece out of the seven-step um, process of storytelling. Now, the fourth step that I have is the plan. We have to have a plan. Okay, as the website visitor, the person who needs a tenant rep, yep, this... Uh, Tenant rep understands me. I'm in the right place. Uh, they've identified my problems, which I completely agree with. They seem to be like a good guide who can help me overcome these problems. But how are they going to do it? What's the plan? What's the process? So what you want to do is include a three or four step process. Now, you might have a whole lot more steps in your process. Boil them down. Combine what you can to make it simple. If you have a 10-step process on, you know, getting the perfect lease, then that's uh, it's too much. You need to really boil it down to three or four. So what I have is my next header on a website might be, here's the process. Okay, easy. <laughs> the process, what is it? First, schedule a meeting. Okay, that makes sense. Second, help us understand what you're looking for. Okay, that makes sense. Third, engage us to be your tenant rep. Okay, yep, that makes sense. And four, last step is get the perfect lease. Oh, okay, yeah, sounds good. So now that that simple process has been presented, it's now on your target audience to then say, okay, let's do it. So that leads to the fifth step. The fourth one is the plan. The fifth one is the call to action. Give a call to action or a CTA, call to action. And this is super simple. In this case, on this imaginary website, I might say, let's schedule a meeting. And it's going to be whatever that first step is. The first step in the process or the plan was schedule a meeting. And so what's a call to action? Well, schedule a meeting. It's the same thing. And so then I'm going to have a little button that says click here where they can schedule online or I'm going to have a phone number. I'll have some kind of sentence that says you can click here to schedule an appointment online or you can call us at XXXXXXXXXXX, so on and so forth. And then just make it super easy. So once you do that, you have five steps that should be far more effective in terms of leading someone to actually contact you. But they might be on the fence. They might not be quite sure they want to talk to you. So the sixth step in the seven-part plan or, or process is to discuss the potential for failure. Right after that call to action, I would put something along the lines of a header that says, don't sign a lease without assistance, followed by something that says, 
Allowing us to assist you will help you avoid a less than desirable lease. I don't want a less than desirable lease. So I don't want that failure. So yeah, um, I'm more inclined to go ahead and schedule that conversation. So point out or discuss that sixth step is discuss the potential for failure. You want to point that out. And then the seventh and last step is it ends in success. So a header might be, let's make your commercial lease dream a reality. After using our tenant rep services, you will have a commercial space that meets your needs and the confidence in a fair price and solid lease agreement. So now it's, it's completely closed the, the, the circuit. Like I, ha- I ha- came with a problem. I, my needs were met immediately. It was established that this company was perfect for me and that they could help guide me and that they could provide a plan. Then they gave me a call to action that said, this is what you need to do. And then once I follow through on that call to action, if I don't do that call to action, I could end in failure and have a really bad lease agreement. But if I do use this company, this tenant rep, then that ends up leading to success. And I have confidence that I have the perfect space that I could possibly get along with a very fair agreement. And so that was an example of creating a story, storytelling for a tenant rep. But you could easily adjust that. Think what it is in your situation that connects in some common mistakes that I've seen that take place is someone will just put out a bunch of messaging that's focused on, um, hey, we just uh, sold this listing, sold, 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 lease, 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 sold, sold, lease, lease. When you do that, especially in social media, what you're doing is you're not focusing on the character or their problems or spotlighting a plan of how you can help them or giving them a call to action to get the help what you're doing is you're just 100% focusing on you as being the hero of a story. And they don't want you to be the hero. They want you to help them be the hero. So when you think through your messaging, uh, don't start off a website, for example, saying we've been around since 1992 or look at all of our accolades. That doesn't connect. That doesn't resonate. That doesn't capture them. You can have that, something like that, have testimonials. You could put testimonials out there. So thinking out a social media plan, I was just going through the website, but thinking out social media, you might create some graphics and it says, it might have a, a picture of someone that you helped. And then a little quote from them with them saying, hey, so-and-so, I'm so grateful to so-and-so for helping us find the perfect you know, office space. It was a wonderful experience. They won. They had a great experience, but you're the one that helped them. So you're kind of establishing the character and establishing the guide that you're able to help. Josh, and so, Josh can, yeah. I, can I step in also here? Absolutely. I, I, I love what you're saying about, you know, storytelling and not just focusing on, hey, we just closed this deal. But I think also focusing on, we just did um, a big event, the Deal of the Year Award for Rebney um, in New York City. And it was actually a virtual event. They usually do it, you know, every single year in person. Obviously, this year was different. And so we actually came up with a campaign around this, the night of many stories. And it was solely focused on the stories of how they got the deal done. And I think that that's something that the industry is missing is when they, you know, they, 
they make a press release or they, you know, they put out something that says, Hey, we just closed this deal. I think the facts around, like, how did you get there? Was there innovation? Was there ingenuity? Was there an, a huge obstacle that your team came together? And I think, I think it's okay to make yourself the hero within that story, because I feel like that also resonates. You know what I mean? I think it's good to make other people feel like they can be the hero, but I think it's okay to also make yourself the hero. Um, and I think it's important to do that. Um, but I think, again, not just putting out the fact that, okay, we just closed this deal, but telling the story of how the deal got done. Yeah. Sometimes there are great stories in there. And I think um, as marketers, we need to take advantage of that and identify that and then put that on steroids and, and share it with the world. Yeah. Yeah, and and when you do that, like you were just talking about, when you share the story of how you helped someone, what you're really doing is, yeah, you're kind of a hero, but at the same time, you're shining the spotlight on someone else in their situation, and they needed help, and you, like a little lowercase you, were able to help them overcome whatever the challenge was. So it is showing you as a hero. But it's also showing them as the hero and showing you as the one who helped them. And that really resonates. It, it adds to the confidence that you are someone who can help. I have a question, Josh, because I'm trying to wrap my head around it. And I know there's people on this call that are obviously not all tenant reps. Tom's right. in technology. I'm in technology. Julia's in technology. We have marketing people on the phone. But I guess to me... And I know we've been through this, you and I, before. This is the first thing that comes to mind is, you know, landing page, landing page, landing page. Yep. You know, that's the framework of a landing page. But how how do you expand this to be more in your marketing? Is this just a, a page or pages on your site? Or are you saying this is a way to manage all your efforts in other words what everything you do is focused on this framework or are you talking about just like your landing page or home page or whatever i don't know if that makes yeah, sense it, it's no it makes sense and really it is all your efforts so let's uh take uh tom for example with his software that is designed to help people uh with their listings in a phenomenal great way there are so many benefits to his software. So if he were creating a uh, kind of, let's just say he were going to send out an email to everyone on his email list, and he might say something along the lines of, are you frustrated with Google not showing your listings or your listings not showing up in Google? Well, yeah, absolutely. That's a frustration. That's a character. Um, that's one character. So he could start an email saying that and then say, hey, we recognize there are a lot of problems because other softwares don't actually uh, enable listings to show up. So that's the problem. Then he says, we've actually had a lot of success helping uh, uh, CRE brokers just like you. Okay, he's the guide. And here's how we do it. We schedule a demo. And uh, if you want to schedule a demo, click this link. So that whole thing was just applied to an email condensed in maybe 200 words, something short and sweet. But that's just one. That's not the only opportunity. That's not the only character. It may be a, another character. 
for a different email that says, are you frustrated with the high expenses associated with a listing uh, software? Well, that's a completely different, it has nothing to do with Google and showing up on Google. It has to do with expensive software for other subscriptions. So then he goes through and he does the exact same thing, but he changes the character. And so he thinks through every character that he really wants to connect with. And then he creates messaging that goes along with all of that. Now, he can then take those, take those different components of his email and then he could put out a social media, a series of social media posts. It could be, hey, are you frustrated with your listings not showing up in Google? Yeah, let's have a conversation. All that post did was just establish the character. There's not enough room to do that whole thing in social media, but you could do a series of social media posts that are establishing the character. Then you can also do a series of social media posts that's, that um, are testimonial, showing him as the guide. You can also do a series of posts that say, hey, well, we have this you know, promotion going on right now. Quickly contact us and we can give you a demo and whatever. So this can all be broken apart and applied. You just have to first think through what is the story you're trying to tell and the process through which someone will think and then connect with you. Then you develop your marketing strategy all based off of that concept. Okay, so you're breaking it down. In other words, for for different applications. Yes. Okay, so that makes sense. Yes. I'm sure it makes sense to Tom since you you know that speaks to him <laughs> in in what yeah. he's doing, which is important. Right. And then, Instagram. yeah. What about people like you know like a Beth Ann who has a whole company full of brokers? I mean, she's got a whole office of brokers running around, and they're all doing different things and. How does she? How does she take that and and apply it to a, an office? I mean, because she's yeah. she's overseeing a whole office of people. So if I were overseeing an office of brokers, what I would do is the one thing that I can very much control is the messaging for our own company. So we well, actually, one of my stories might be uh, looking for help with commercial real estate transactions or something like that. That would be one storyline, and I go through the whole sequence of what that story looks like. But I would also create something for office space, industrial space, commercial investing. I can create all these different stories, and I would make sure that my marketing person, department team, um, has gone through that, and that what we're putting out as a brokerage is in line with that concept. Now, that's one step. I would then take it one step further, because uh, from what I've seen, most commercial real estate brokerages or brokers will have a specialization. Not all. I know up in Maine, uh, you primarily don't have specializations. But if you do have specializations, in that case, I would want to educate my individual brokers. So someone who specializes in restaurants, for example, I would say, hey, you know, this concept, I strongly encourage you to think about your restaurant uh, real estate services and come up with the storyline that you would have for what you do and make sure that in your own LinkedIn and your own social media activities and your own marketing, you're applying the same concept. So it's going to be educating those who are within the brokerage so that they will be more effective and ultimately help the brokerage as a whole. Yeah, that sounds good. I mean, I know everyone has different applications and different needs and 
and that kind of thing. But I think the key to what you're saying is breaking it down and thinking about everything you you're 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 saying or publishing yeah. or doing and yeah. making that that end goal to yes. be a part of that process in some yeah. way. And don't go out of order. I mean, there's a very specific order. First, you get their attention. They say, yep, this is a place for me. Uh, get their attention. Followed by the problem, because that's why they're paying attention to you, because they got a problem they need solved. So don't say, let me put services up here and testimonials over here and, and blog put. No, this is a very specific process. Character, followed by their problem, followed by the guide who can help them, who has this plan and here's a call to action so you get started if you don't get started don't do it don't follow the plan you'll probably see failure but we'll help you see success let's do it so don't put stuff out of order uh, according to according to donald miller who is the author of building your story brand through his extensive research and a lot of uh, work with thousands of tens of thousands of clients so of course you can do whatever you want and there are different models you might be able to find. But if I were following this, which is exactly what I would suggest doing, then don't go out of order. Interesting. Sarah, any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, um, it's interesting because, you know, we look at storytelling a little bit differently. And, and I 100% agree with what Josh is saying. But, you know, we recently there was a, a client who had a vacancy and they were on a very prominent street in Boston and, but there were 80 vacancies on that street. Right. So what, what makes this vacancy special, right? Okay. It, it was, you know, it was being renovated. Okay. That's something, but there's still 80 vacancies. <laughs> how are you, how are you supposed to compete with that and, and, and do something completely different? And so, we did something completely out of the box, which is really exciting. It was exciting to work with a client who was who's willing to do this, and um, and we characterized the 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 building. You know, we characterized the building as the queen of the back bay, and you know, we brought in a historian. We did a uh, we brought in the architect to tell their story, their side of the building, and you know what that building has been through the women's rights movement and you know, all these really cool historical facts, as well as, you know, from the architect's point of view, as well as the company's point of view. So we brought all these people in, we created a three-part video series, very Netflix docuseries style, and it was something that was truly remarkable in the end. And, um, you know, so, I mean, there's many different ways to tell the story, and, you know, whether you go in the order of, of what Josh had mentioned, or, you know, or simply just sometimes it can get a little overcomplicated, but I think, you know, if you're just telling the story, just like you would just tell a story, but think about how, how does, how can you find that story within what you're marketing? There's always some way to do that. And I think that's like the most important. If anybody takes anything away from this call, it's like, how can, okay, I'm going to be marketing this. Is there a way to tell the story? Is there a way to bring in the employees and have them tell the story? Is there a way to, you know, bring in whoever you worked with on this specific deal or whatever it is to help tell that story? And does it have to be a video? No, of course it doesn't. It can be 
you know, it can be quotes, it can be pictures, it can be, there's a lot of different ways to tell a story. Um, it can be a blog, you know, so, um, Sarah, some little how, things to think about. How, I'm not going to name, name anything, but how, how did they deliver that to people though? How did, how do you get that out there? In other words, is it, is it on LinkedIn? Is it social media? I mean, how, how do you share something as massive as that? Yeah, so that's a great question. So we built a website for it. Um, we did a Facebook Live and hosted an online event, kind of, you know, like a movie premiere. We said popcorn, the specific people that we had invited. And then we also um, did a ton of paid ads to get the word out to a specific targeted audience. So um, that's how we did it. I suspect that what you did right there ties into step two of the problem. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. I don't I, I don't know for sure, but my guess is that the people who are um, interested and sentimental to what was shared through that documentary style video, it was something that applied to them. And they may have felt like there was something missing from a architectural historical standpoint and that connected with them. And then, yeah, ab picked up, absolutely. then it went to the guide. Hey, we're, we can help you. <laughs> you can become part of this filling the occupancy and you become part of the story. So I feel like that's probably a part of what I just yeah. shared a moment ago. And yeah. I, and I think, I think you have a good point. I think at the end of the day, when you tell your story, how are people walking away feeling about what you just did? Does it, it needs to hit home yeah. some way. Right. Yeah. And, um, and that's, that's what you're after at the end. Yeah, yeah absolutely. What questions, other questions might there be? I see a lot of people, well, I see two people, <laughs> but faces, but I, I see contemplation uh, on Tom and Deborah. Um, and I suspect there's contemplation on other faces. I wonder if there's some, any questions or comments. I have a question for Sarah. Do you know, did they give you any feedback on? Like whether they got more showings or, you know, was there any, anything that, that showed that, you know, especially with 80 vacancies on the same street, did they see an uptick in showings or anything like that? Um, yeah. I mean, we could see the traffic to the website. We could see clicks through the forums. I mean, we saw exactly the traffic that they got that we produced and it was, obviously I can't share details to this you know, their proprietary information. Oh, but I know. I know that. Was, I just, you know, thousands and thousands of, of clicks and, you know, inquiries. So, you know, to the actual site, which is what we wanted. Right. Yeah. We wanted, awesome. we wanted to, if, if, if you're, if you're picking a, if you're picking a, you know, a vacancy on this street, we wanted to be the first look. Right. Right. That's why I was asking. Right. And I can guarantee you no one else on that street was doing it. So good job. I'm sure they yeah, were. And, also, and, and it was, there was also a two, there was also another that we also, you know, had another agenda in showing and positioning this company as a company that was great to work with, innovative. They think out of the box. They, um, they come from, retail backgrounds like grassroots retail backgrounds so they understand the tenant in a whole different way than a normal um landlord would and so we were able to not um we were able to 
convey not only that this space was available and tell this story, but we were able to do it in a way where we positioned the landlord as just a phenomenal partner. I think this type of information and this, this process makes for a workshop in my mind, because I think uh-huh. that to, to be able to go through the different scenarios and to bounce them off people and to find out if they make sense and, you know, make sure all these pieces are there, I think would be awesome. Remember when we did the rock your blog, Sarah, it yes. kind of reminds me of how this could be a, could be that type of a, of a thing. So, yeah, I, I agree. Think, I agree. So I think everybody is, should make homework out of it, Josh. Yeah. So if you go to mystorybrand.com, this was created by Donald Miller, the author of that book. Um, and it's free. You can go in, you you sign in, and there is a kind of a worksheet there that asks each one of those questions, provides insight on what you want to put in each one, and even has videos that you can watch that explain, make sure this is what you're putting in here, kind of like a a workshop online. Um, And I think you may have to sign up for some kind of membership thing if you want to see the full videos. But even then, just having the, the free guide that you fill out worksheet with text information as to what, put, what to put in there, that can be very helpful. And you can actually create, I think it's about 10 different storylines, stories, um, so that you can apply it to multiple. Yeah, that's the URL. So you can apply it to multiple scenarios in which, in which you need to create your marketing. That's a great find. Josh, and a, and a, a very interesting tool. I love yes. online tools like that. I think those are powerful. Very powerful. Yeah. I see a question from Courtney. Sarah, do you see it? Hey, Sarah, can you hear me? Uh, yeah, I can hear you. Sorry, I cannot see. I'm calling in today. Oh, okay. Go ahead, Courtney. Ask your question. Yeah, perfect. So we, we're piloting a number of tactics to elevate our transactional success, among which on the listing level does include Google AdWords. And, uh, you know, we can clearly see the stats are strong with the amount of clicks or visits or impressions and all of the same. Nonetheless, I'm wondering if all of those amazing processes you just expressed with the video and everything was ultimately the Google AdWords what got that link up to page one in order to ultimately produce a deal I'm wondering you know you could make a video or you could just put a link or you can even put a phone number when you set that up but was it the excessive amount of AdWord money that you put in that ultimately resulted in a deal yeah, so we didn't we didn't do Google AdWords. We did social ads just on um, um, Instagram, LinkedIn, and um, Facebook was a disaster for this campaign just because Facebook is a disaster um, when it comes to uh, filling vacancies. They um, for some reason they they put everybody into your housing. You're trying to fill housing, and that you're being discriminatory if you're targeting specific people. So they can't understand the difference between real estate 
uh, resi and commercial, which is super frustrating. But um, I'm working with Facebook to try to fix that. And that's for, that's for everyone in commercial real estate. Um, but um, we, it, they did not have a huge advertising budget. budget. So, um, so we had to get a little grassroots and we, you know, we partnered with the broker list. And by the way, if anyone hasn't partnered with a broker list to help get the word out, it's a great deal and it gets in front of a lot of eyeballs. So in the industry and, um, and so we, yeah, no, it's true. And, and we actually got, you know, I've done that several times with Linda and, um, out of all the influencers I've ever worked with in trying to get our message out there to our specific audience, Linda has been the most successful um, from a click and conversion trans, uh, uh, standpoint. But um, but yeah, they did not have um, a huge budget, but we you know did what we, we could with the budget. Um, you know, getting our CPC down to as low as possible, which um, we're really good at, and so um, you know we're able to to make the money go farther than it normally would have. But it was not a big budget. So the question, though, I think she's, I think is, let's say it's not Google. I think you're just asking in general too, right? Like what, what worked? Yeah, it's a combination. So it's having the right like marketing and then having the right exposure. It's that perfect mix, you know, it's, it's not, it's not one or the other. It's not the chicken or the egg. So. Yeah. I, I think she's trying to understand what, you know, really is, is resulted in it, them making a deal, I guess, of all of the traffic. Yeah. I swear she said that she, she had invested in a ton of ads and that's what my assumption was, was Google. Yeah. Sorry. No, it was it's okay. social ads. We do, we do Google ads, but not for this specific campaign. Gotcha. Yeah. And I and can so tell you. Very out of all yeah, things, I suppose. No. That's, that's interesting though, Sarah, that you guys went social. Yeah, and honestly, it was based on the budget. It was like based on the budget, and and we know based on a budget how many clicks we're probably gonna get and how many people we're probably gonna reach. So you know, based on that, we're like, okay, let's go social. It just depends on on what the factors are. Also, it was a very retail um, specific um, audience that we we're that we were going after, and so you know, we know where those folks lie and where they live. Well, I agree with you on Facebook for, for commercial. It's, it's, it's horrific. At least for us, it is. I mean, we just get the wrong traffic and it's just annoying, but how, it's, how it's, is it depends, Instagram? It depends. It, it depends for Facebook, for some clients, if you're not trying to fill a vacancy, Facebook works really well for some of our clients. Um, Instagram has been the home run um, for the majority of everything we've done. But what's so LinkedIn, strange is they're LinkedIn, both Facebook. It's the weirdest thing. It is the weirdest thing, and I cannot explain it. And I've asked that Facebook that question. I'm like, if we get denied on Facebook, why are we? Why is we Instagram? It's bizarre. It's bizarre. We'll get it together at some point. We appreciate you, Courtney. Thank you for your contribution. Yeah, yeah great, you. great question. And Courtney, if you ever want to like just brainstorm or just pick my brain. I'm more than happy to help on a call. Like no problem. For sure. Thank you. Hit me up. <laughs> Josh, what do you've got some, fo Oh, here we go. Yeah. Tom says, so you're able to target CRE brokers on Instagram. Yeah, a lot. Absolutely. 
you got our attention, right, Tom? <laughs> I'm like, yes, yes, and yes. Oh, that's too, that's Tom Bible from Realty Zap. What, oh, what do you got, hey, Josh? Tom. Yeah, so what I was thinking about as Cyril was sharing that was we did some research um, on how much does it cost to get a lead from different marketing channels. Um, and this isn't specific to commercial real estate, and it can definitely differ from industry to industry. But I wanted to share this, especially for Courtney, because it sounds like there's a lot going on with Courtney um, in terms of marketing. So the average cost per lead with like Google ads, pay-per-click is $49 as an average cost per lead. And, and again, this is across all industries, not CRE, but average is $49 cost per lead as opposed to social advertising, uh, social media ads, the average cost per lead is $58. So there's a bit of a difference in terms of the average cost. However, um, the low cost per lead for social media is $21 and the high is 73 which is a fairly small range and fluctuation as to how much the cost per lead might be. Whereas with Google Ads, uh, it's going to range from $34 on the low end for a lead to 133 so it can be very effective depending on the audience. Um, but uh, yeah, so anyways, I thought that might be useful. And we actually created the same information for SEO, for email marketing, for video marketing, and for traditional marketing such as radio, newspaper ads, things like that. So, so basically, Josh, all you do is say, I spent whatever. $5,000 on these ads and you just divide it by the clicks or what do you, or you divide it by, by, by the, the leads. Actual, by the, yeah. the, so what so, counts? So someone reaches out to you and says, Hey, I want to get information. How much would it cost to X, Y, Z? Um, okay. So that's a lead. That's a lead. Okay. And then not how clicks. many of those? Not, not clicks. clicks. No, gotcha. actual leads. And then how many of those do you turn into an actual sale or, or you know, a client, uh, Typically, in most industries across the board, it's going to be 20% is a typical closing rate. And I have all this information. I'll actually put that in the chat in case anyone wants to check that out just for some benchmarking as to what to expect from different yes. types of marketing. Yeah, I'm, I'm eager to see the difference between the, the click and the – I mean, that's got to be a, like, a huge cost difference. Yeah, well, look at traditional marketing versus anything else. It's amazing. <laughs> You, you, you got to really be targeting the right audience if you're going to be doing billboards and commercials, radio, that kind of stuff. Because otherwise, the cost per lead is like 670 something per lead on average. It sounds staggering. It is. It absolutely is. So you better know what you're doing. Yes. Well, I thought this was a fabulous call, Josh, and, and very educational, eye-opening. Yeah, and anybody exciting. that's interested to to speak up, or if Sarah, you want to add anything more? Or... Nope, that's it. And for those who are listening, um, just again, the, there were a couple links that we shared in the chat. Um, but if you're listening to this on the podcast, uh, it's mystorybrand.com. Is where you can go for kind of a template that you can work with. Uh, in creating your own storytelling concept. 
And then if you were to, uh, if you did a Google search on how many leads to expect per marketing channel, how many leads to expect per marketing channel, um, yeah, you'll see our blog post right at the top of the Google search. So that's how you can find that since you don't have the link to click on via podcast. So, and we can include that in show notes, Sarah, I'm assuming. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. We'll do a recap I, email because I, I know a lot of people couldn't make it, but they knew we'd do the podcast and we do a follow-up e-blast. So if you're on our list and you're subscribed to our meetup group, you will get the follow-up email, the recap. And it'll include the notes as well as the the podcast recording. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, well, thank you, Josh, so much. You did a great pleasure. job today explaining what storytelling was. And as always, Linda, great questions. Really appreciate your support. Awesome. Well, thank All you. Right. And thanks, thanks to guys. our listeners. Appreciate you. And we'll see you guys right. next time. Definitely. Take care. Bye. Thank you for joining us today and being a part of our CRE Marketing community. Follow us at CRE Marketing underscore on Twitter for updates. See you next time.